You're listening to The Sauropod. I'm Justin Zeppa, and this is Good Advice. I want to say you're feeling, feeling you remember, though I know you're buying anyway. I really will be dealing, the taste is going to move you with its cool, refreshing flavor today. With the power of suggestion, and this fool's paradise, you can buy yourself some happiness with a bit of good advice. That's good advice. Oh, that's right, everybody. Welcome back to Good Advice. Advice right here on the Sauropod. It is the worst name for all of podcasting because it only makes sense if you read it. And I'm joined here today. Oh, Justin Zeppa here, by the way. Joined by, of course, the one, the only, she's singular, Catherine Sherlock. What's happening, Catherine? Hi, I'm good. How you seem you? surprised there that you would be deemed so unique, but you are. Yeah, I was looking at Trishma. I totally thought that was like. <laughs> Lined up for her. No, you're a little snowflake. <laughs> There's only one of you. Speaking of breaking the mold, though, yes. Shrishma Naik. What's up, guys? Here, <clears throat> joining. What's up? <clears throat> chilling. Yep, chilling. <laughs> also Obviously, unique. Also uh, a snowflake. Yes. A unicorn. Oh, a, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, um... I couldn't come up with it. Uh, I was thinking leprechaun, but I don't I think there's no, several of those. I don't like leprechaun. Okay. Why? Like Ooh, why they're creepy. They're, they're just like creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a little bit biased. I am. Toward your height bias. I'm shortest. I'm shortest. You're a shortest. Yeah. You're shortest. the vertically challenged. Right. Vertically different. Right. Uh, yep. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. That's the, that's the one. <laughs> So this is good advice. This is a show where it's a cultural study. Of course, it's a cultural deep dive. We're going to look back in time to find out what we thought we wanted. Right. What the world thought that we wanted. And then what we think about what they thought about what we wanted. Right. And do we still want it? And also, yeah, do we still want it? Right. Because ultimately, this may lead us several episodes from now, of course, to a conclusion about what is it that we actually want? What do we want? So we're going to go back in time. I'm going to show you some commercials. I'm going to ask you some questions. A series of probing questions. Okay. Number one, how much does this song slap? Because some of these jingles, timeless tunes, right? I'm talking uh, Goffin King level. Uh, um, Carol, Carol King, you know, I felt the earth move. Under my feet. And then her husband, uh, Jerry Goffin, I think is his name. Okay. They wrote a bunch of hit songs, including The Locomotion, you might know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. No. Come on, Shrishma, do The Locomotion. Oh, that part I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wrote that. <laughs> I um, guess that's the catchy part. Yep, yeah, that's the that's hook. That. That's the one. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's uh, take those songs, right. apply them to commercials, and that's what you're going to get. Sometimes. Sometimes not so much. Some of, the, some of these will go right through you, but right. some of them but stick some around. Of, some of them, I mean, at least, you know, from our um, excursions in the past um, on Great Advice. Yes. Yeah. Um, you either brought, up, brought back a lot of good, you know, memories that you still remember. So oh, yeah, I look of forward course. to what you have today. Okay. I look forward to sharing. Uh, so hey, we're going to describe what the commercial is. We're going to offer some context, of course. We're going to say, you know, try to find out who is this for, who's being targeted here. Uh, did you know if you were alive at the time? Well, you were all alive at the time, right. but if you were there, did you want this product? And you know, you today, yeah. do you still want this product? So we got we have a long list of things to get through. Um, and then also the other thing is at the end of the show, if you so if you came to the show and you're <laughs> like, hey, I'm I'm really in the middle of some dire straits right now. I could use some good advice. This show is promising yes. it to me. I've, I've heard about it. I obviously haven't read the cover because I would know otherwise that this is a different type of show, but I'm here. I'm ready for the advice. I hear that there's this guy. He's talking to two of the smartest women that he knows. Absolutely. They are filled with great advice. Who's that? That would be... Oh, come on, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Catherine, you're unique. You're a snowflake. You're one of a kind. A snowflake in the... Le- now, you've got thoughts. You've got feelings. You've got things to share. Share. We will. Yeah, I know Can't you will. Wait. I know you will. <laughs> so we'll make a promise to you. We'll make a commitment. At the end of this commercial journey, we will give you some good advice, some legit good advice. But you have to stick around to the end. So we'd appreciate that if you, if you do that. 
So are you guys ready? Yes. All right. We will now strap into the old rock and roll time machine. And, you know, please, please buckle up and uh, roll the windows up, too, because we can't. It's cold. Yeah, it is chilly out in the circuits of time. So we're going to do that. Okay, so here we are again, back in old Michigan. Oh, we're back in your hometown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Take a look around. I mean, all these commercials we're going to be watching off of my VHS tapes that I am currently taping as a young man, uh, currently at the age of nine years. It is 1991, y'all. Take a look around. You can feel it, right? Yes. It feels like it 91. Mm -hmm. okay. 91. This is a pivotal year I'm 92 is more of the pivot actually but a 91 starts the pivot okay your pivot or just like a cultural pivot, pivot. yeah okay. in, in, in America gotcha what what is your recall of that time in play 1991 what's going on yeah I guess what was I 19 at the time so yeah everything's going on yeah <laughs> nice well, Catherine Sherlock is going on well actually I was working full time and studying but there we go oh, life Catherine. is actually quite dull <laughs> You didn't do any clubbing? You weren't hitting yeah, the clubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. clubbing hard. Height actually. of the tartlet. Yeah, I was yeah. the tart I was definitely, I was definitely a, yeah, a bit of a tart back then. Uh, but literally just interested in the dancing. Right. So come on inside, you guys. This has been great to go down memory lane, but let's go back to the basement, please. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of the UK, actually, mm -hmm. this is where we're going to begin this afternoon. America as you may or may not know, was once a part of the United Kingdom. Actually, before it was probably known as the United Kingdom, but a part of the empire, right? We were, uh, we were our colony. Right. And, so every, and then we, we bailed. We're like, <laughs> we the people need to get out of here, you know? And so there's always been a little bit of little brother, big brother sort of back and forth, right? This has kind of seeped into a general... Um, the you know the, the fabric of the culture in a way okay. so and I think it probably works the opposite way too I think uh, in the early days of the colonies I think the Americans were seen as sort of like the rougher cousins of yeah. the empire right mm -hmm. sort of like listen you're not as civilized as we are over here at the seat of the empire uh, you know you are uh, low class you try to be classy but you just can't quite do it is the is the the impression that i get Catherine? you were there you tell me yeah pretty much yeah no. was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also there's a little bit a feeling of uh because of that possibly uh, inadequacy on the part of the americans or sort okay. of like oh you think you're better than us so while the uk is largely seen as a, a land where class is uh, one of the hot button issues right uh, has always been mm, i think yes very much so. okay and in the states uh, race usually takes right. that position so however the u.s make no mistake we have class issues there's too. definitely class issues oh, yeah. which is like further compounded by race issues I right think. right oh they, so, they're all rolled together all in a delicious yes. <laughs> nightmare <laughs> <laughs> that we right. that we live through today uh an experience so Let's t let's take a look at how this manifests in the culture. Somehow, you know, so look, we all enjoy a snack or two, right? We started the show before we recorded. We had some cake. Mm -hmm. So, and actually, yeah. that cake had some fruit in it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. This it is actually this is all coming together very nicely. So let's take a look at this first commercial here, and this is how. Catherine, make notes. This is how your people are perceived by mine people. <laughs> okay, excellent. Let me just adjust my monocle. Yeah, please. <laughs> how British of <laughs> Target audience, hungry humans with repressed feelings of class inadequacy. Hungry humans with repressed feelings of class inadequacy. Never. I thought I said no eating cookies in bed. It's not a cookie, Mother. It's a fruit mutant. Oh, carry on then, carry on. A cookie is just a cookie, but mutants are fruit and cake. Okay, so <laughs> short and sweet, right? <laughs> Literally, because we're talking fruit and cake. Wow. 
So, Catherine, mm. when we think of <laughs> English people, yes, we think about little boys wearing full pajama outfits, matching top and bottom. I got to imagine practically a smoking jacket. Yeah, my my first smoking it was jacket, satiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he's seated, he's tucked into a bed that features not one, not two, but six pillows Mm -hmm. that he is propped up against. And he's eating a plate of delicious snack items, fruit and cake. His mom comes in. Yeah, well, there's fig and there's fruit. You know, they had all kinds of Newtons. But this is what we thought. This is what I grew up with. uh, Mm -hmm. Thinking about... um, you know, the UK okay. is that you're all, it's all um, Grey Poupon, uh, mustards, and uh, fruit newtons, you know, fruit and cake. It's not a cookie, it's fruit and cake. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. Right, so that's the height of class. <laughs> do you know what a fruit newton is? Have you heard of this before? Absolutely not. Okay, so it's not a staple of the UK diet then, no. as is implied by this. <laughs> it's definitely I an mean, American creation. <laughs> fruit, fruit cake, yes. You know and Isaac other, Newton, other, yeah. of course, the original <laughs> Newton. Are they okay? Are they really drawing that in. I mean, I, I guess that is that where the like the Britishness of it came in because of like the Newton and so Newton Isaac Newton, <laughs> the discoverer of um, gravity. gravity. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. Yeah, and cookies of fr- and fire this and ad. cake. Right, it's not cookies. Fruit and cake. This is a great. Okay. But you know what's interesting in the U.S. when you say biscuits. We can have this conversation. Yeah, please have the biscuit conversation. Biscuits in the U in in you know the rest of the world are like biscuits, you know, biscuits mm-hmm. and tea. Yep. In no, America, no, no, no. what are you talking about? <laughs> you said that like we knew what we were what you were saying. Oh, uh, a biscuit. You know, yeah, biscuits like a sort of put it in the oven and then rip it off. It's no, it's bready and you put some no, put some I, butter no, on that's it. That's not no. a biscuit. Put some butter on the biscuit. No, it says no. wrong American. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> Well, what are you talking about then? As if I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming this is what you'd call a cookie. I think that's what they call a yes. cookie. Now, look, is does this come down to the fact that cookie, it the word, is inherently silly and childish? Is that why there's such resistance? Mm, I mean, you no, tell us. I think, I think biscuit existed in before. The right. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the world got it. Well, we uh, and then you went and created your own biscuit. Yeah, we're, we're Americans. <laughs> okay, so we what, call them what's cookie. The, what's the cultural root of uh, your version of biscuit? Uh, well, I mean, I, as I know a biscuit, it is a, a a sort of it's a roll. You might even say uh, biscuits, biscuits and gravy, yes. right? It's a particular type of. Uh, so it's more savory, and it's a yeast-based thing. I think there's yeast involved. It's very bready. Scone-like. It's almost like a scone or a scone. No, scones are uh, harder, though, I think. Probably. It's very interesting. I mean, it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Um, But I was corrected many times by my... um, friends in america for like wanting biscuits and tea you know like mm-hmm. the rest mm-hmm. of the world kind of biscuits yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> and calling them actual biscuits so we just we dialed into the uh the hot spot here on the rock and roll time machine and dr wikipedia is telling us uh in many english-speaking countries outside north america including the uk the most common word for a crisp cookie is biscuit the term cookie is normally used to describe chewier ones. True? Mm-hmm. False? Cookie? Like is chunkier. it cookie in circulation? And yes, I guess so. I feel like reluctantly. reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> it, but yes, it feels like an imposition of some description to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate to put you out. But, but uh, I'm afraid you have. <laughs> for many years. Then now. I'll show myself out. Yeah. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> In Scotland, the term cookie is sometimes used to describe a plain bun. That's a full reversal because if I hear bun, I'm thinking biscuit, most likely. My American brain, my my poisoned American brain. Cookies that are baked as a solid layer on a sheet pan and then cut, rather than being baked as individual pieces, are called in British English bar cookies or tray bakes. Tray bakes. That's catchy. That sounds more American. A tray bake? Mm, what about a uh, sheet cake? <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> Picture a cake. On a sheet. That's, yeah. It's pretty shallow, mm. but it, it covers like a, really a lot of area. Cake. Yeah, that sounds like the ginger cake that I make, which is just cake. cake. <laughs> just a <laughs> potato tomato, all right? Uh, um, mm. Mm. 
So <laughs> clearly, biscuit, biscuit. <laughs> let's let's figure out where Newtons came from. Why a Newton? Brand history. Until the late 19th century, many physicians believed that most illnesses were related to digestion problems. As we've seen in our time travels, right. it's all your issues, your kid, kidney issues, your consumptions. It's all about how, how's your digestion? You know, how are your movements? It's like your third. Um, okay, I don't know how to finish. It, it's Eating, like, sleeping, digesting, right. like that kind of thing. Like kind of like you feel with your gut as much as you feel with, you know, like your brain. or like Sure. Your, yeah, uh, there, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Been, yeah, the, the current thinking is that it has a uh, yeah, yeah something. I, <laughs> well I, I don't want to say the ability to think, but you know, it is almost like a second brain, right? The, so uh, your gut. So the gut. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your, the condition of your gut does have an impact on how you. Yeah, it's your, a huge, huge your, impact. Your mood and yeah. absolutely, so I, I certainly gut, feel yeah. a lot better when my gut is right. you know feeling loosey goosey, <laughs> right? Plenty of room in here. Absolutely. So uh, they recommended a daily intake of biscuits and fruit. Mm. Okay. Fig rolls were the ideal solution to this advice. They were a locally produced and handmade product brought to the U.S. by British immigrants. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you are to blame for... No, no, no. Of course. <laughs> that was until a Philadelphia baker and fig lover, Charles Roser, forever known as a fig lover, interesting, mm-hmm. invented a process in 1891 which inserted fig paste into a thick pastry dough. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, the product was named after the city of Newton, Massachusetts, mm. and contrary to popular belief, has nothing to do with Sir Isaac Newton. Gotcha. There we go. Wow. Okay. But they definitely used that connection for this commercial that we just saw. Because, honey, well, do you think so? Really? You think so? I no, think of like powdered wigs and uh, yeah. alchemy or something. I, I guess it's just the, the, the as it just said, the origin of the, um, the concept of the thing was from oh, British immigrants. Yes, so they were able to take that, market it as a, a snobby. Yes, this is it. This is what all the good, you know, proper people do. So let's let's look at the snobs versus slobs situation, though. The slobs being the Americans, the snobs being the Brits, of course. Right. So we're making fun of the Brits, but also we want that biscuit. We want that cookie. But I, I think say. it's the aspirational cookie. It is. There's something about it where it's like it's a bit of if self-loathing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm having this, and I'm a better person. But also because it's more um, compact, so it's not going to crumble in bed. So you eliminate the slob part of it. <laughs> like a literal slob. Because yeah, then now you're eating a cookie in bed. Uh, to show it in the, the commercial. Yeah, that's true. Because the the issue, what's preventing all of us from eating cookies in bed constantly is the crumb mm-hmm. s- situation, right? Mm-hmm. So picture that with a, a fruited cake. But picture who it. eats, um, is, I mean, do you eat this before bed? Like, I mean, cavity? Like, are you, aren't you not, aren't you supposed to be telling children not to eat sweet stuff before you, they go to You're going to want to brush after you have a tray of, of fig or fruit newtons, I want to say. I, I would I would say unless this is a world where contradictory messages maybe the snobs never leave bed maybe this no. is a day bed situation yeah I mean may, maybe he has a maid who comes in and cleans his teeth maybe he, yeah. oh presumably yes, yes yes like in days of your mm. uh, you know the, the Versailles treatment something Absolutely, like that yes we're gonna come in we're gonna change your starter uh, dressing gown your uh, smoking jacket and then we're gonna brush your teeth for you okay. young master yes um, okay, well, that was a, a horrifying glimpse into the world of snack foods. Let's but would you want to eat those? Yeah, yeah, today? yeah. Do you want some? Hey, actually, you guys want some fruit? Newtons? I think I actually have. I actually like that as a treat. So I would not, maybe not because of the commercial, but I generally like those biscuits. I like them too. So I would eat them. Yes. Despite Catherine, the commercial, you're, you're the snob here. Have you ever had a, a fruit Newton? I have not. And would you like to try one? I would not. Okay. okay. <laughs> They're pretty tasty. They're, the uh, the nice thing about a Newton, in my opinion, IMHO, is the fact that they're, because there's a fruit paste in them, it takes away a bit of the guilt of, I'm just eating a bunch of cookies here, which is the real... Like one of your five a day? <laughs> yeah, but right, right. It's sort of like I'm covering a good portion of what my body needs right. to be at its best, mm. which is... A plateful of More cookies. More sugar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bed, that, bed I think that's the thing, and all the other bits and bobs. 
for the additives and yeah, whatever. No, I'd probably just go and make myself a cake of some description. You probably would, and you have. I mean, you brought us. Did you did you make this cake? I you brought us by the no, no, no. This was this was made by um, the proper Italian gelato places. Okay, yes, it's it was uh, spongy and delicious. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of food items. Mm. Uh, not necessarily required to be eaten in bed, but of bed, you guys like breakfast, right? Love breakfast. Generally. You know, there's a, a new technology available that makes breakfast easy and uh, on top of that, simple, which is pretty much the same thing, but also delicious. A chef? Check it out. Target audience. Hungry people who are more lazy than they are hungry. Hungry people who are more lazy than they are hungry. If this is your idea of a hot breakfast, think about this. In the time it takes to make coffee, you can make hot scrambled eggs, sizzling bacon, and crispy home fries. I'm listening. Swanson Great Starts Breakfast. A real breakfast in minutes. God. Okay. So what we have here, Swanson's. Do you guys are familiar mm. with Swanson's? Nope. Uh, possibly the creators of, but certainly like one of the biggest, uh, perpetrators of TV dinners. So once was the day when you would have a truck that would drive around your neighborhood and deliver these pre-made meals, uh, delivered in little trays. And now they are offering for you guys scrambled eggs, home fried potatoes, and three bacon slices ready in the microwave in three minutes. minutes. How do we feel about this? Horrific. (laughs) Same. I mean, it's hardly a full English. We'll start there. Yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, the, the quality. I mean, just Let's, no. I mean, <laughs> just so, so the listener at home is aware, we're talking about this, and we're looking at this final uh, splash page of the the product here, which has been propped up on a table where there's milk and orange juice there. But underneath it says, "A real breakfast." So it must be true. It mm-hmm. must be delicious. A real breakfast. Uh, Shrishma, how often do you microwave your food? I mean, I microwave it, like, to reheat it, but not to, like, make what about, it. What about just to heat it? <laughs> yeah, no. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just find, you know, the whole concept of these microwave dinners were yeah. sold yeah. as an idea to, um, make life easy in the household. And then, like, I think when women started going back to work, it was promoted even, or started going to work, they pushed these even more. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just like a, I'm sure maybe at, at one point they were good quality, but, you know, mm. capitalism. and uh, You think that, that the quality has declined, actually? I would say that, it, you know, there might have been an initial time where they, you know, it was maybe a good meal that you got out of the box. Okay. But with time, because they have to, like, cut costs, but make more. Mass like, production right. aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I'm pretty sure I tried one of, not maybe Swanson's, but a TV dinner. Yeah. And they were disgusting. Not so good. That's the thing is we kind of make fun of TV dinners culturally because it's sort of, I mean, to put it mildly, or not so mildly really, uh, to put it a certain way, uh, uh, it's loser food, right? right? There's something about it where it's like, I can't even, together, I, mean. I don't know how to scramble a fucking egg. I got to buy it in a right. box, frozen. Right. And then thaw it out and then eat it that way. And this is my life. So there's something, you know, bachelory about it, right? This is a man living by himself. And even in the movies, like when they show like, you know how in those, some of these movies, they'll show like the opening scenes where they show a really sad person who's lonely. And like one of the scenes is always them eating a TV dinner dinner alone in their home. The telltale beeping of the thing and then he pulls it out very sadly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cut to him on the couch. Right. So I think they've taken a very hard hit in their reputation since 1991. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So maybe we do a little homework on Swanson's real quick because this was a, a real... This was an option at one point. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I used to do those Hot Pockets. You ever, you ever had those? Hey, Hot Pockets. Uh, yeah, sure. So, they were another kind of these, you know, invention of, you know, heat up in the microwave, but they were like these little dough, you know, inside the dough that had to have like cheese or pepperoni or different fillings. And there were two little pockets and you heat, heated them up for like 10 minutes or not even that, maybe like three minutes. Three and a half? Yeah. Three and, and a half then, to five at a lower yeah. ninety watts or something like yeah. that. And no, then I just those made that up. Like your, 
and they were supposed to be healthy. We can, uh, we'll probably run into the commercial eventually, but he jingle goes, Hot Pockets. And it, <laughs> see, mm-hmm. it, still, it still works, right? You want one now, yeah. I mean, they were good. <laughs> so these were Swanson and Sons TV dinner branded frozen meals sold 5,000 units when it was first introduced in 1953. Just one year later, the company had sold over 10 million TV wow. dinners. Yeah. That's growth. People were into this idea. Convenience. Uh, quick, exactly. Well, and that was the name of the game in the 50s is yeah. we're, we've got this beautiful technology. Yeah. We're going to apply it to our lifestyles here. We're going to have a fully uh, electronic computer kitchen. Yeah. Uh, so, and the other thing is that like these meals, so we make fun of them, right? We bust their chops a little bit, their pork chops. And, it, but, and yet... They still take up a lot of real estate in your grocer's freezer. Mm. There's still rows upon rows of these various, uh, your hungry man meals or your uh, weight watchers, sort of, if you want to control your calorie intake, this is a good way to do it. You know, so there's there's still. I mean, there's a market for for it, clearly, still. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You can get, and then, you know, to. To take off from this breakfast one, you can get the breakfast bowl now, where it's just the same sort of somehow scrambled eggs and, you know, everything mixed together in a beautiful fiesta of taste and flavor. But I suppose now it's also geared towards um, college kids, because easy, fast. Yeah, could be. Sure, sure. Like, you know, it's not like college kids are going to cook a whole meal. That's true. I thought it was more like, you know, tomorrow sauce on pasta, but... Yeah. <laughs> so that was gourmet. <laughs> or do they all live in dormitories where they have a, a private kitchen feeding, the, you know, if they've got a food cart or something like that? I don't know. I don't know what it is like anymore. But I mean, I know like one of my biggest, like back in, in college was because it was fast, mm-hmm. it was cheap. And then I didn't really know how to cook back then. Yeah. I don't have any room to think about this. <laughs> uh, just give me that Salisbury steak. It's cutting into key steak. party time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> way bigger things to think about. Okay, so do we want this, by the way? If if it's 91, do you want this? Um, if it's 21, do you want this? No and no. No and no. Yeah, agree. I think... Maybe after a big night out or something like that. Maybe this is an easy, like, I can't be bothered to make myself an omelet and some Same. bacon. Maybe I do this. But inevitably, because I'm not going to lie to you, I've had plenty of these meals in my life. I've been that single dude watching television and by himself eating out right. of a plastic tray. Uh, they tend to be not so fresh. Right. Go figure. A little damp tends to be because they come from a frozen or cold environment. Uh, so it's just sort of watery strips of rubber bacon and yeah. See, the the claim for crispiness is uh, clearly yeah. a lie. Do they try for crispy? Have they? I'm sure did they, they say crispy, crispy bacon. You you really can't say or sell bacon without saying crispy. So I'm sure that's the that's the and case. Maybe what they if you were to challenge them, they say, well, it was crispy at one point, but it might not be crispy. <laughs> right, we can't out of your bike. Can't guarantee maintained crispiness. However, yes. you're treating your uh, great starts breakfast. But from what Swanson. are you putting into that to keep the eggs good? Because I don't think eggs keep. Well, it's all frozen. And is it an egg? Oh. Well, it's, it's probably powdered. Powdered, powdered egg. egg. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's just, yeah. What is a powdered egg? <laughs> like, just powdered do, egg. they just desic- you, yeah, dry it out? Pretty, and pretty much. And then you can reconstitute it and turn it into scrambled eggs. It's how most okay. most hotels do scrambled eggs, and it's usually terrible. Yeah, add a bit of water, and it makes yeah, it Yeah, and uh, it's usually some kind of water. It's just like these lumps of stuff swimming around egg water. i did not know about this at all yeah, yeah 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 it's not it's not great okay so we're down on this sorry swansons i mean i mean i guess the intention was good but yeah what about uh have you ever tried these with uh, a different type of dish like a, a macaroni and cheese or something like that Stouffer's macaroni and cheese. Uh, maybe you might have tried that. They're one. okay. Those, They're those okay. the big ones that you that you just heat you can up get the, the you oven. can get the tray. One, yeah, the the big tray, or you can do the smaller ones that are still yeah. microwavable. Mm. Occasionally, that's uh, Occasionally, no harm in that. I suppose get some spiral pastas in there. Okay, moving right along here. I got a lot of questions. Speaking of dry and desiccated, mm. <laughs> how do you ladies like to keep moist? Here is an option. Target audience. Adult seeking moisture from unexpected sources. 
Adults seeking moisture from unexpected sources. Johnson & Johnson takes the wraps off something new. New Johnson's Creamy Baby Oil. Pure Johnson's Baby Oil swirled creamy and rich. So it moisturizes with a fresh, silky feeling that's never, ever greasy. Just soft and smooth to the touch. New Johnson's Creamy Baby Oil. For skin soft as the day you were born. Now, Churchman, I saw your jaw drop at a certain shot within this Johnson & Johnson's <laughs> Creamy Baby Oil commercial. <laughs> and I think I know why. Because we're watching a woman here uh, apply this ointment, this goo to her body yes. in a rather uh, sensual. sensual. Yes, mm-hmm. she is having a great time it's moisturizing. Soft porn, isn't you, it? it is right. Thank you, for it. Catherine. I knew I could count on you. But there's they cut away to one shot of some part of the human anatomy. Yeah, I that thought being, it was her bum. It looked like. I, no, I think it was the, this. No, piece, it was the. It was, this, it was her oh, knee. Oh. It was the. It was the joint between the knee and the. Okay. But for a second there, you're I like, thought, are thought, we in her thigh here? Right. Like, what is? I was like, okay. is that allowed? Right. Yeah. Can we? Are we able? <laughs> Especially because it's isn't it baby oil? It's, it is. It is. But they're basically, yeah. But I, I was a big user of the Johnson's and Johnson's yeah, oil. I think I was. Yeah. The, the, well, the okay. baby oil. So maybe you can explain something to me. Mm-hmm. What is baby oil? <laughs> I think it's sort of a fairly neutral thing. Uh, can be a, yeah, it, it, it's not going to cause like. Irritations or anything is it like is that. it a, a lubricant? Is it a moisturizer? What moisturizer, is the it's a moisturizer? Yeah. Okay, so, so it's, it's the, I don't know whether it's the kind of thing you'd apply to you know baby. baby's bum or something like that because it would also help put a, like a bit of a waterproofing yeah. sort of barrier so you don't get the nappy rash. Oh, okay, kind okay. Of so it was so, so it's mild, kind of moisturizing, that, yeah. and you know, it's, okay, it's mild that you can use it on a baby mm. so that it shouldn't cause like. But it also it's not smells, made from a baby, right? Not made from a baby. Okay, but it also smells nice. But I think isn't that isn't that an issue in like some some countries? If you say something like baby oil and have a picture of a baby on it, they assume that oh, it has a baby oh, in it. Oh, is that an issue? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because. Pictures tend, you know, without certain. Yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense, right? Why, why wouldn't I think that some the, baby yeah. generates this oil? And or, or, or the, you know, there's a picture of a baby on it. Therefore, there's clearly a baby in the tin or something. Yes, right, right, and. I, I mean, it's just perplexing to me because I know that it's it's used. They market it usually for children. This was aimed at adults mm-hmm. because this is a full grown woman having a hell of an afternoon with herself, right. uh, moisturizing what appears to be a, a like a rubber torso. She's got a very, <laughs> I mean, she's very fit. She's very fit. It's true, <laughs> and just yeah, flawless, almost like a, a one of those respiratory dummies, you know, where you practice uh, CPR. Is what it felt like. I don't know. But applying lots of oil, having a great time being an adult with baby oil. With baby oil. It was just a question, but I also know that it's used sometimes for uh, sexy times, right? Like sometimes mm. you could use baby oil for massaging, I guess. Yes. Is that a thing? Okay. All right. But again, but also the smell is not necessarily erotic, right? Isn't it no. sort of but fresh and you powdery? You know, now that you keep saying it, I feel like we were duped by Johnson & Johnson with this oil. Okay, great. Explain. Because <laughs> we could have used any, like like all oil kind of stuff. Canola smells oil. Nice. Well, you know. Olive like, oil. Olive oil also is supposed to be really good for it skin is. and yep, hair. Yeah, sure. As is coconut oil. Uh-huh. As is most naturally occurring oils that you can... <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the whole thing about commercialization. You know, you make it like you add add, add a whole bunch of all sorts of other things to it, slap a label on it and maybe give it some fancy scent. And all of a sudden, this is clearly going to be much better than something you could just find naturally. I feel like I've been duped. Yeah. Do you? Well, is... Not anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We're on to you now. Now that we've talked about it. But you also, you know, Johnson & Johnson got sued. And they lost the lawsuit um, to people who sued against some of their products that caused like uh, health problems. And they oh. actually paid out on this lawsuit. Do we know what those products are? Or? I feel like... Hmm. I don't... I, I Is feel it, it talcum was, powder? It might have been the talcum powder. But it was at least their, something to do with their, their child care. Hmm. Like maybe like in the 2000s? Or... 2010s 
I can't remember. Uh, Johnson & Johnson ordered to pay wo- a woman diagnosed with mesothelioma after using its talc products. And this was just in January of this year. Yeah, I know that's a long story. Uh, but anyway, so have you ever used baby oil? <laughs> Sorry, this is a very... Uh, as we get into the yes. personal questions. It's also quite nice in the bath. You know, you just put a few is it, in. Is it nice? Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. In the bath. Great. Is it soluble? I mean, do, are we... No, no, uh, no, if no. we if we use this in uh, everyday life, let's say let's say we have the sexy times and it gets onto the sheets or whatever, like, mm. is that going to be a mess? Are we going to have to well, I mean, buy new sheets? No, no, no. With detergent, obviously, that will okay. take it out. Yeah. Okay. Would it be the same if you were using coconut oil? It's, yeah. it's an oil. It's an oil. Just oils are oily. Yeah, mm. yeah exactly. They're not, yeah. Okay. Soluble. So. Okay. Unless you put detergent. And would you like to see, here's here's a little twist for you. This is mm. different, right? So this is obviously uh, pornography, right? right? This commercial was mm. a pretty sensual experience. Uh, would you like to see the same style of commercial, but with a man applying baby oil <laughs> to his rubbery torso? Mm. I would not say I no would to not that. Thinking, say no. thinking exactly. okay, all right. Yeah. All right, that's... Say no more. Right. I think we all know the answer. <laughs> they want to see it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, clearly we never got any of those and in no. the night. No, no, no. You it was no, always you the women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also all kind of bath bath or soap commercials had some kind of soft porny element to them. Yes, they did. Like shampoos. Yes. Body uh, cream. Yeah, a lot of uh, caressing. A lot of faceless body yes. part caressing is the thing. We're getting lots of, I mean, to a point where we didn't know what body part we were looking at, but we <laughs> knew that it was most likely erotic. That's just what, what it was. 1991. So moving right along to something that has nothing to do with moisture or, or bodies, really. It's This is more, this is a, a commercial dealing heavily with viscosity. So maybe there's a little bit of moisture talk in here, but uh, this was a, a very contentious issue uh, back in the early 90s and late 80s, of course, as well. But um, we'll, we'll check it out. Target audience. Adults seeking the thickest possible source. Adults seeking the thickest possible source. Portions of Peter Pan have been brought to you by Prego's Spaghetti Sauce. Homemade taste. It's in there. Take a close look at Prego spaghetti sauce and ragu original style. You can see more herbs and spices with Prego. And Prego's thicker. If you're looking for great homemade taste, Prego won't let you down. It's in there. It's in there. Ladies, I need you to understand that at this point, Prego. the pasta sauce wars were hot. Clearly. As hot as they would ever be. Wow. So look, Prego comes in. Just firing on all cylinders. It's just like, ragu is a bunch of bullshit. Get out of here and go get some Prego. The end. Wow. So we just saw a side-by-side. It's a very popular commercial technique of, you know, Mm -hmm. this is how they do it. Mm. But over here on this side is how we do it. And you can see the difference in this commercial that we paid for. So having watched that, I mean, did you guys ever have issues or did you come from a a culture where you're worried about your, your sauce thickness? No. Yeah, but only my own. Okay, but was this That's ever a marketing, pl- you know, ploy? I, uh, no, because I wouldn't. I would always just make it. <laughs> you weren't spending a whole lot on commercials at the time, anyway. I, uh, I'm very allergic to commercials. I have to say, okay. maybe I haven't. Maybe, I don't know. This is a great combination yeah. for you. Then this is what we're we're cooking up here. <laughs> Literally, commercials come on mute, yeah. or leave the room. Good for you, or whatever. Then this is actually healthy for you <laughs> yeah. in some way. We have to toughen you up so you can watch all <laughs> the commercials. Prego Ragu. Very serious. Kind of like uh, Pace Picante sauce and the other guys because their sauce was made in New York City. Mm. We'll, we'll check it out later. But right. this is obviously, I mean, they're not making any bones about it. Like, th- this is not a subtle thing. This is like, look at this pasta. Equal pastas on both sides. One is clearly amazing. One is clearly bullshit. Right. That's it. It's in there. I mean, go. we were never that into into pasta sauce to care, I think. Um, okay, so this wouldn't have this, influenced you one way or another. 
And to be honest, uh, as a youngster back in the day, didn't really know. All I knew is that they both sides were clearly Did cared about this. Did you try both? Like, were you like, were you inspired to choose one over the other? I will say that this commercial. And this, it's a whole series of commercials that are like this, uh, but similar premise every time. Ours is great. There's is bullshit. Uh, it does come down to the Prego commercial. Okay. I do remember that. And I carry that with me to this day. Like, yeah, one of these is bullshit. And I can never remember which, which one, one it is when faced with both options. But just like, one of these is bullshit. I know that. I don't want it just running right through my pasta as though it were vapor. You know, mm. like I need something meaty. I need chunks, right? I need chunks and a and a thick sauce. That's what's really going to pull this dish together. This pasta dish that took five minutes to put together. <laughs> this is what's going to change everything. So yeah, it it worked at the time. Interesting. Now, do you have a marinara sauce lifestyle at this point? Would you buy this now? Um, I feel like more inclined to like now make my own would be the path that oh, would go. Okay. Like I don't know if I would do the store bought. You you're willing to go chop up the tomatoes right. and get the yes. Okay. All right. All right. Like I feel if I'm today, this is, you know, today. Yeah. Um I would Today is today. You know, just so Yeah. Um, actually, well, right now it's not mm, today, but But it, you know, it's, when it we remains. go back, um yeah. I feel like I'm a I would, you know, want to make my own and then add my own kind of Okay, so would, do you feel like this would inspire you? Would this get you thinking about sauces in general? Like, would you be like, you know what? I don't need either of these because I don't need the guilt. I don't need the pressure. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. absolutely not. I wouldn't want any of this. But I do feel like I need some pasta right now. But I, it was a very aggressive ad. I didn't know that I had to have such a strong opinion about pasta sauce. Yeah. Oh, you needed to. And we also got the lead in. We got the pre-commercial right. card. Pre, and then it was a... <laughs> so this was... And so this is coming in off of the uh, Mary Martin's Peter Pan. Mary oh. Martin was a, a lady performer who played Peter Pan famously on Broadway, I want to say. And then they made a television version of this. Okay. So this was on, I want to say in the 60s initially okay. that they ran this. And then in the 80s, they started running it again, which is when I would have the seen commercial. it. The commercial. No, the um, the Peter Pan show that they were talking okay, about. Okay, like, okay. you know, Peter Pan is brought to you by Abrego. Ah, the other kind okay, is bullshit. Okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. So we had that, we had that card going into it. And, and then they just lay it out for you. So it's very simple. And I hope in the future, when you're looking at your pasta sauces, I'll that you remember that at least one of them is bullshit. Got you. you know, Except your own. Except. Right. And just make your own. I mean, I feel like that should be like a core skill set. Or have somebody else make it for you. Go to Etsy oh, and get yeah. your Etsy sauces. No. No. Okay. Make it yourself. Um, let's see what we have here. I want to see the ragu, ragu ad like that was encountered. You want the this. response ad? Right. Was there a response ad? Oh, that's a great question. Because there has to be, right? They, Ragu's not going to let I themselves mean, like, get pushed around like this by Big Prego. in there. Yeah. What's Ragu's? Like, we out you <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You may have led us into an interesting area. Mm. A hot song. Because I remember this. Ragu introduces chicken tonight oh summer God, sauces. And tonight. suddenly everybody's saying, I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, see, this was also across the pond. This was in the UK. Was it really? Yeah, okay. This song, yeah. I know this. Brown the chicken, simmer and serve. I feel like chicken tonight. So easy. I like chicken tonight. From Ragu. I definitely break into this dance at some point. So here's how Ragu uh, responded. They just ignored it completely. And they're like, we got our own chicken dance party over here with this marinade we got. Uh, or, or it's a sauce. It's not a marinade. It's a, it's a proper. Let's see if we have one more. Ooh, thick and hearty. Here we go. This has got to be aces. Tonight, Ragu thick and hearty. Mm. A sauce that's rich and robust, just like you. Oh. Rich, robust. <laughs> I know which one I'm choosing. I think that I think that's your response. They're basically saying, "What? 
Well, you can have that Prego if, if you want it thicker, but if you want thick, thick, check out this Gladiator, this this he Roman discus. Throw, yeah, right. You need a man in a... Just like you. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. He's thick. Hardy. Exactly. Yeah. And hearty. He's ragu you know what? I, I, I don't want any pasta at all right now. So you're, you guys are ragu gals, is what you're telling me. Clearly. <laughs> I love the... Uh, the sort of the epic operatic music we have in the background mm. for this. I mean, uh, he broke out and he was um, shirtless for a minute, and he was, he was doing some. He was doing like discus toss and he pushing. Because he went back to the. It took Roman. him back to Roman times. That's wow. that's how legitimate yeah. ragu <laughs> sauce was. Absolutely, it makes you feel like you Did could you conquer the world. So using like Johnson's and Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> He looked fairly greased up. I he, did, say. he did. He did. Now, if, if you combine those worlds and he's <laughs> applying the sauce to his rubbery Roman Ooh. torso, that would be upsetting. Um, <laughs> For you. So, <laughs> we'll dig in. I mean, hey, knock yourself out. Uh, I'll go back to the baby oil commercial with that lady. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so, all right. So, Ragu... How many fucks are they giving? None. Zero. None more fucks <laughs> to give to Prego. They don't care at all. Uh, yeah, I feel like they they that was a, a different class of ad. I mean, absolutely. There was a, there was well, a lot, lot thrown in that. To be fair, that was a, to this one. That, oh, that is the same year, ninety one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they've got real production value. That's yeah. how they they paid their way out of it. Really, is so. sort of. A Cold War approach of just outspending Big Prego, you know. Yeah, and they threw sex in the mix. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They made it horny. Yeah, yeah, totally. They they kept the gender stereotypes of she's the one at the pot making dinner, and he kind of cruises in like a dumbass and is like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "Thick and hearty," <laughs> in that voice. <laughs> okay, so things are getting a little whew, a little hot under the collar here. <laughs> In the old basement. Uh, so let's just uh, switch gears here. Right. Uh, let's let's not let's go to food here. Okay. Let's, mm-hmm. let's bring let's, it back down. A let's little change bit. the vibe from one of uh, extreme pasta horniness <laughs> to one of extreme guilt. Oh no, mm. guys, do you have regrets? No, not yet. What? Much? <laughs> Target audience: adults and children suffering from a fear of missing out on cartoons. Adults and children suffering from a fear of missing out on cartoons. Don't you wish you'd bought the video cassette of Lady and the Tramp when you had the chance? Don't you? Now it's gone. Aww. And time is running out to add Cinderella oh, to your no. collection. Oh, Disney Plus. But you still have a chance to own two of Disney's most delightful animated There's still time. classics. The magical Peter Pan. And the Academy Award winning The Little Mermaid. Still available, but only for a limited time. You gotta get them now. Don't let Peter Pan and the Little Mermaid get away. Don't let them get away. Really? Should we tell them about Disney Plus? They don't. <laughs> that would blow their minds. I think it would. Streaming, what? Now, of course, some of us will remember these big Disney-style clamshell mm-hmm. cases that mm-hmm. the, the movies would come in. It was a very big deal. The more you had of those, the more cultural currency you had to spend, the more uh, the, the cooler your house was to, to go visit. So, I don't know. Are, Catherine, are you familiar with the Disney vault concept? No. Known to some clever bastards as Vault Disney. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> Please. So... So for a long time, Disney would not would only release their motion pictures once every seven years. You know, oh. so there's a a gap in the market when it comes to Pinocchio. Like I would really love to share the memories of Pinocchio with my children. I grew up with it, and uh, but I just can't. I don't have access to it because they've got it in the vault. Whoa! Wait a minute. What's happening? They're releasing it from the vault. It's a special diamond platinum edition. Of Pinocchio, and you can get it limited time only, and then they're putting it back in the vault. So Disney was being rather uh, Scrooge miserly, Scrooge McDuckly, tight about the yeah, exactly with their animated features, knowing that that's where the that's where the money comes in. Mm-hmm. This is these are the gifts that keep on giving us cash for our Disney wallets. And so they would do this. They would run these guilt trip commercials, like guys, you've got three days left to go buy the Fox and the Hound. What are you sitting there watching television for? Go buy Fox and the Hound. Get it. Otherwise, regret. Does this work on you? No. No. 
So you wouldn't care if you were like, I, I, cause put yourself in the shoes of a young person at this age. Okay, that's fair. That's Little Mermaid. I'm never going to see Little Mermaid again. There's a chance I will never see this again. To be fair, <clears throat> but didn't you, it's not just a thing. You just lived with that at that time. Oh. Like you'd see something at the cinema and then that was it. That was well, then, that's true. I don't know. Maybe a decade later it would come out on the telly. Yeah. The, or that's what it felt like. The gap was really huge. I mean, yeah. it was certainly years before you would get something on, a, on television or on a VHS tape. Uh, this is true. But at, at this point... I, you know, I might not have the Little Mermaid, but uh, Sally, what's her face down the street has Little Mermaid somehow. I'm going to let her continue to keep the mermaid or do I get my own mermaid? We used to like borrow tapes and like record. You do the old two VCR setup. Yeah. That's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that too. Would you rent the second VCR? That was an option at one point. No, we'd borrow. You borrow, okay. But also, like, I don't know. For some reason, I already had a good, like, when I came to uh, being aware of these comics, I think by 91, I was five. So, like, mm-hmm. um, my parents apparently had a good collection of the Disney videotapes going for us. They had a lot of cultural currency. Right. I mean, they're savvy people. Right. I've met they them. They bought, like, Snow White, Little Mermaid, like, the mm-hmm. main ones. Yeah, We had sure. all of the, the main ones. For mm-hmm. side, you know, which is, now that I think about it, was pretty cool. But um, but if there was ever one we didn't have, uh, there was, like, a video store we'd go borrow. And then we just, like, yeah. cross. Tape them up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing to do. Catherine, this is a bit young for you, I have a feeling. This mm-hmm. was not your type of thing. No. Uh, did you ever have any VHS uh, needs, wants, experiences? No. <sighs> I'm sure I must. I, I definitely had some things. I can't remember what, though. Such a strange time because, uh, you know, they we're starting late 70s, early 80s with this. Mm-hmm. And it really rules the, the decade, well, I don't know, the next two decades almost. I mean, we don't get DVDs until the late 90s. So That's true. And then the leap in uh, technology and uh quality is so great that VHS instantly like outdated. This is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then the world is just forever swamped in piles and piles of VHS tapes. Whatever happened to them? You know, there's a small market of people who still enjoy VHS tape collecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of that comes down to the trailers that come before the actual Mm -hmm. movies. Um, So if you really needed to see the two minute promo for Jackie Chan's The Tuxedo, you you know, you find yourself a copy of whatever, you know, The Mask on VHS and and watch it there. And, uh, you know, the aspect ratio and the grain and everything. I think there's a little bit of nostalgia for that. But, uh, yeah, as you say, now it's all available all the time. The vault is no more. So, uh, which is great for cartoons. Liberate those cartoons. Absolutely. Let them out. Except for the racist ones. You can keep those. (laughs) Keep those in the vault. Okay, guys. Last one. And then we'll get out of here. So, after you've had your your ragu, pasta. Watched your Disney movie. You've watched your Disney movie. It's time for a little dessert, right? Mm. But maybe you're like, you know, I got this uh, thick and hearty sauce. I don't know what this is doing for my calorie count, so maybe I'll take it easy for dessert. How am I going to do that in 1991? Target audience. Adults seeking loopholes for guilty pleasures. Adults seeking loopholes for guilty pleasures. Skinny dipping. Yeah. You can go skinny dipping in new cool with light. Cool Whip Light Whip Topping. The luscious taste of whipped cream with one half the fat and only eight calories per serving. Okay, a couple things here. Hmm. Number one, how do we feel about that song, right? Terrible. Skinny dipping. Number two. Also kind of horny, right? This commercial? What's going on? Yeah, it's like everything's like dripping in sex. It's really like there's that one lingering shot. So the the concept (laughs) for the folks at home is the commercial is these people lounging around. They're leaning. They're on their side. They're kind of cradling their little bucket of Cool Whip. And they're dipping fruit slices and berries in there and eating them. 
and getting incredibly turned on from the look of how they're enjoying these things. But there's the one shot of the woman who's lean, standing leaning, and it starts at like her kneecap and goes up her leg. And we're just seeing woman's leg and then bottom. And then she takes a bite uh, of her fruit. I guess what we're supposed to see is mm-hmm. a slim woman. A slim woman. Healthy woman. Thank you. All right. Okay. <laughs> So you can look like this. Exactly. (laughs) You can stuff yourself with Cool Whip. She's not eating butter straight from the uh, (laughs) (laughs) packet. (laughs) When I dip my strawberries, I usually do it in just soft butter. What is it? A tub of like whipped cream? Yeah. So do you know Cool Whip? I mean, I mean, you've seen. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, you're (laughs) one. Yeah. So this is this is uh, the question. Okay. Is Okay, so you've basically got a whipped cream here, comes in a tub. Mm. You've taken all the fat out of it. Yeah, eight to make it calories l- per serving. Light. What do they class as a serving? L-I-T-E. Eight calories. What is Cool Whip at that point? Mm. Is it a dairy product at all even, or is it some other chemical makeup? Is it some other whippable? Yeah, I mean, what were the origins of this? Well, I mean, there's... Milk. Wait, was it though? Well, I don't was know. it? Yeah. Maybe it was another powder that they've cooked up. <laughs> All I know yeah, is that Cool Whip, of, yeah. OG Cool Whip, just regular Cool Whip, not light. It comes in the can, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's not cannibal. It's always in the. It's always in the bin. Mm. You always. You're always scooping it out of a little bucket, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very like I, you know, to quote the song, "I've gone skinny dipping." Uh, I've gone in there with just a spoon, just spooning out Cool Whips, right? Just good. Put it in the fridge or something like that. Cool it down. Well, yeah, you have to keep it in the fridge. Freeze it. Now we're onto something. Um, cool Whip. Dare we look into what Cool Whip actually is? No. Since we're here. I mean, what? What? what oh, the Fig Newton was earlier, which was another packaging of chemical crap. <sighs> so Cool Whip. Is a brand of imitation whipped cream. There we go. Imitation, imitation whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Referred to as whipped topping. Oh. Hmm. That's clever. Uh, brought to you by Kraft Heinz. It is used in North America as a topping for desserts. And so on and so forth. Do we know what it is? It's sold frozen. It must be defrosted in the refrigerator before being used. It has a longer shelf life than cream while frozen. On the other hand, it does not have the same flavor and texture as whipped cream and costs nearly 50% more per ounce. Mm -hmm. It was originally marketed as being non-dairy despite technically containing the milk protein casein. 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 It now also includes skimmed milk, and it was introduced in 1966. Oh, my goodness. It appears in large plastic tubs. Uh, Ingredients. Here we go. All right, scientists, help me out here. Cool Whip Original is made of water, hydrogenated vegetable oil, including coconut and palm kernel oils. Mm, All the bad stuff. America's favorite high fructose corn syrup. Oh, God. uh, Regular corn syrup. Why not use both? Just a dash of both. Uh Skimmed milk, light cream, less than 2%. Sodium. What's the word again, Catherine? Caseinite? Caseinate, natural and artificial flavor, xanthan and Mm. guar gums, polysorbate 60, sorbitin, (laughs) is that your favorite one? Your favorite polysorbate? There's a bunch. (laughs) Sorbitin monosterate, sodium polyphosphate and beta carotene as a coloring. Mm. Oh. And I'm sorry, Trish, but forgive me. Cool Whip is available in an aerosol can using nitrous oxide as a propellant. So, yes, you can do whippets, cool whippets, if you want to, and catch yourself a nice little buzz. I was going to say. So, how do you guys feel about this? Say it's 1991. You guys like dessert, but you're out of Fruit Newtons, and you're like, man, I really I love flavor, and I love things that are taste similar to whipped cream. I want to get me some cool whip light. Is this you? No. Okay. I think if I had to go for it, I'd get the full, like not the light. Just a regular just original. Just a regular. Yeah, that's I the would that's just the get smart cream move. And whip it. Or, you know, I don't know if I would whip my own cream as I would make my own pasta sauce. But then you if also you're gonna get, make like, your own pasta <clears throat> sauce, then you can whip <clears throat> your own cream. It's that's easy. true. So this has really been a journey for you, learning right. how to cook for yourself right. and do it, doing it for yourself. Yes. 
but i also you get like you can just get regular whipped like not imitation you can actually get whipped cream in the can too squirty cream you could yeah yeah, yeah. so Or, like why go for the imitation version because this was this was this the time when like plastic food was better than real food i yeah. mean it was like uh, can i tell you a little secret mm. i think having had both mm. cool whip and a regular whipped cream like a ready whip say right I think it'll go Cool Whip. I prefer Cool Whip to a whipped cream. Okay. I've said it. I'd say it again if I had to. Yeah, and I think the the advantages I think touched on it in there when you were reading about it was the um, the shelf life. Mm. I think that's that's kind of what these were marketed for. That's really, sure. Is the fact that it, you can you can keep, keep it, for, keep it for a long time. Right, right, and the so consistency. We're overcoming the the flaws we see in just actual food. Yes. That it goes off, yeah. which is, you know, the driving force behind a lot of these products is mm. they keep longer. Right. So that means we can mind our production right. and, you know, uh, Poison ourselves. you guys can have this Great. whenever you want. Exactly. As long exactly. as you have it. Uh, and I will say consistency wise, Cool Whip is giving you something different on that scale. So I would say that there's a whipped cream end of the spectrum. And then on the far end of that is a soft meringue mm. and in the middle cool whip somewhere there it's smooth cool whip smooth and cool but i do see i mean if i saw that commercial i would want like at that time at yeah. this time i probably would want to try it just because because you like the song yeah, <laughs> probably and then um you know like it, it just you no know. but now i wouldn't then i probably would have been like hey mom i want to try that so you feel because okay, I'm thinking this is not targeted towards kids, right? If it's a if it's a no, light it version looks like of anything, ice cream and then, yeah, you know, sure. Kind but of I, I don't know. I mean, if if as as a girl growing up and you see a, an advert with like some sexy ladies on it, yeah, you don't want to kind of well, you know, if I have this, am I going to be like these people? Sure, sure. And they make it seem like you can have dessert and it's not a big exactly. deal, you guys. Yeah. So it's a pro yeah. dessert message. And I'm all about that. Life is all about. Like, life should be pro-dessert. Yeah, it should be. And that has been the dessert for uh, today's commercial break. So let's get back in the rock and roll time machine. Let's go back to present day. Okay. Today. Here we go. Please strap in. And we're back. Okay, great. Everybody's back in one piece. Mm -hmm. We're all very hungry now for pasta sauces and wet and eggs cool and Cool Whip. Yes. Cool Whip. And then to wrap things up, we made a promise. Good advice. We got to deliver. I do have... Do you have a question? I got a question. <gasps> I did my homework. I'm so excited. Um, this is... We're stealing this question uh, from Cleveland.com's Dear Annie. Oh. But we're not going to look at what she's written, of course. Okay, uh, we're going to provide our own good advice. advice. Again, these are the smartest people I know. Catherine and Shrishma. They're here to help you guys out. So, dear you guys. Yes. I live in a small town with my wife of 33 years. My wife has a large family, most of whom live in the same state as us. Two of her siblings had daughters, the same age, who grew up like sisters. Last summer, her two nieces came to stay with us for a week while on a break from college. Mm. It turned out her nieces were hard-partying, dope-smoking, heavy-drinking types. One day, while my wife was at work and I was working from home, COVID, am I right, you guys? Uh, They got me to party with them. Oh. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, we got pretty wasted and ended up all hooking up. Oh, my, oh God. my God. The same thing happened the very next day. I know they like seducing their aunt's husband, and I had a mind-blowing experience. I assumed they were old enough to be discreet. Where did we, why would you ever assume that? But they weren't. <laughs> a few weeks later, one of them told another family member. These people, these ladies need to talk with people outside of their family, it sounds like. And the news made it back to my wife. My wife was beyond upset. Oh, oh really? She told me to move out, but I refused. <laughs> Douche. Move out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> This chapter of your life is over. Accept it. Move on. Is What a it? way to go, you know? <laughs> 
Since then, she has made my life a living hell. I would hope so. I never wanted to destroy our marriage. What? Except when I was putting my erect penis inside of my wife's nieces. I mean, your age difference. What is this? What? Dirty old man. But the allure of two young women is a fantasy most men cannot refuse. No. I never believed two sexual exploits could destroy my marriage of 33 years. I am not seeing a way to fix this. Any suggestions? Signed, regretful. Well, ladies. Yeah. I think I, you should change his name to Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just move out. So move Uncle on. Dumbass goes and boinks his... <laughs> First of all, do we think that this is real? Or is this a, a letter to a uh, penthouse forum type of thing? Like, we're having we're having fun with Cleveland.com's I mean, Dear Annie. I mean... In the world we live in today, I think it's quite possible. I feel like it's quite possible. I do too. And what does that say about the world we live in today? Yeah. this guy couldn't believe that his marriage fell apart after this. guy this. has the nerve to write to an advice column about this He's shit. He's bragging. He's bragging at this point. <clears throat> so my ag- advice to him is nothing. You have zero advice. I have nothing to say to this man. Not even... No. Yeah. Move out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, Take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> you are an adult. You made a choice. And uh, now you have to live with those consequences. He doesn't seem to regret shy. like the choice he made. <laughs> no, exactly. In, like the so, event itself. He was like, I had a great time. He, no, no, no. This man wants his cake and eat it. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> he had both their cake. Yeah. And his exactly. cake was eaten. I so. mean, unless this is the kind of thing that happens within the family. Like maybe this might not not oh. been like a one, you know, it has happened before. So there's precedent. For this it is, or something this like is that. how my family does it how I dare mean, you how dare you apply your cultural mores right to my situation i mean if that's the case i'm sorry for being culturally insensitive yeah. <laughs> how did this we got to this point where we had to apologize right. to the man what? who cheated on his wife with her no, nieces but i still <laughs> feel no apology that, from don't be offense Catherine. don't be offensive the Some, fact i will be offensive <laughs> My right in some do. places this is totally normal no, no the fact that yeah no i have nothing to say he gets zero advice from you no. negative advice negative advice Catherine, anything you want to share with regretful just get just let his wife move on just get out of her life and uh that disappear. that is good there it is that That's is good, good advice get out of her Great way advice. exactly so she can boink your nephews right or whoever she chooses. Or whoever she chooses. You've but lost yeah, boinking she, privileges. Absolutely. She just needs to get rid of that bad rubbish. That's you. Get out. Just get out. Move on. Great. Nobody, well, there, nobody cares. Yeah. Right. We don't even care. No. This segment is over. What was the advice, by the way, from Deirdre or whoever that is? Andy. There are so many layers of wrongness here that I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. You cheated on your wife. You cheated on her again. And the cherry on this creeptastic cake, you cheated on her with your nieces. Yes, they are your nieces too, even if not by blood. What you did was profoundly hurtful, no matter which way you slice it. Uh, And so on and so forth. If you can't appreciate how deeply you've hurt your wife, my only advice is to honor her wishes and pack your bags. Yeah, man. (laughs) Get out of there. (laughs) Right on, Annie. You tell them. Okay, you guys. This has been a great episode. I'm just calling it right now that it's been a great episode. I mean... It's been good. Yeah, we're thrilled over here. Uh, <laughs> Entirely. Thank you so much for joining this uh, cultural deep dive. Do you think we're any closer to figuring out what it is we actually want? No, no. N- none of this. Convenience. You don't want <laughs> Apparently, convenience. Yeah, I, th- I think so. In I think that was many big... different ways. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, um, and thickness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would appear viscosity was definitely. Right. Oh yeah. Part of the game. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> gooier the better right <laughs> maybe i don't leave it up to you and with that Catherine sherlock thank you so much thank you and trish benike thank you justin no 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 thank you no no thank you yeah, all right <laughs> this has been good advice that's good advice good advice the complete 22 piece podcast adult assembly required light bulb not included